Well, first of all, you're the one I heard heard about it from, so it's your fault. <laughs> Diz Runs Radio, episode 874, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Tailwind. That's right, we got a new uh, new affiliate partner, I guess is the proper terminology here, which is funny because I've been a, a Tailwind affiliate for, gosh, I don't know, like two years, and I've literally never like mentioned it on the podcast once, and so that has now officially changed. Uh, you, you've heard me talk about Tailwind before. It's it's a, a powder, basically, that, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Gatorade type of thing. It's a sports drink. It's got all kinds of salts and sugars and basically all the things that, uh, that at least I need on race day to keep me going. I, I think that if you try it, you might agree as well. And uh, those of you that are already Tailwind fans, you know how good of a how good of a product it is. How how well it works. They got caffeinated varieties. They've got non-caffeinated varieties. They got flavored varieties. They got unflavored varieties. They got the big bags. They got the little the little packets that are kind of individual. Put in one bottle of water, uh, so you can mix and match, kind of do your thing. Uh, all that available through my affiliate link, through, through their regular link as well. You can also get it on Amazon, but here's the, here's the rub. It's the same price on Amazon as it is on their website. Sure, it might take an extra day or two for shipping because it's not going to be prime from their website. But, uh, you know, it, it, that avoids the middleman. It helps that, that company out. They get a little bit better cut uh, because I'm pretty sure that I don't get as much of a cut from the affiliate as Amazon takes for letting them sell it on their platform. Uh, but it helps me out. It helps them out. helps you out with making sure you're fueled and, and bonk, hopefully bonk-proof. Uh, certainly gut bomb proof. That's a big thing. Not going to have to worry about blowing things out on race day. At least that's that's their promise. I've never had any issues at that, but uh, you know, to each their own. I'm sure some folks have. But anyway, if you haven't tried Tailwind before, or if you have, you're a big fan and you're running low, uh, point your browser over to disruns.com slash tailwind, just like it's, it sounds. T-A-I-L-W-I-N-D, disruns.com slash tailwind. Uh, check out the different stuff that they have available. Restock your supply uh, and help the show out all at the same time. No extra cost for you. Throws a couple of shekels my way. Uh, everybody wins in that situation. So check them out. Dizruns.com slash tailwind. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is, uh, I mean, just you, what, what are you going to say? She's an awesome lady that I've definitely gotten to know a little bit over the past handful of years on, on social media. We even worked together a little bit. Uh, I think she won a, a free coaching plan at one point. We, uh, we did some of that work as well for a while. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, to finally having her on the show and, and getting to talk to her a little bit more and, and dive into uh, some of her stories and, and her journey uh, as how she's gotten here to this point today. And uh, as, as we're recording this, she's fresh off of finishing, uh, at least a couple days ago, fresh off of finishing uh, the Great Virtual Race Across Tennessee, the the, the 1,000-kilometer-ish, which that's that's been a fun thing seeing that play out. People that are freaking out that it wasn't exactly 1,000 kilometers, but that's maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll get into that, maybe we won't, but 1,000-kilometer-ish uh, virtual uh, race that happened this summer. Uh, so I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit, and, and I know there's a whole host of other topics that we'll get to as well. So uh, without any further ado, it's a, a pleasure to be able to finally welcome Ms. Sharon Babineau to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Sharon. Really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to it. 
Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, certainly. The, the pleasure is mine. And guys, if you want to uh, connect with Sharon, if, if you're not in the Facebook group, she's been. I, I actually looked this up because I was like, I think she's been there for a while. Uh, it's been over four years that she's been part of the Facebook group, which I don't think there's too many folks that can say they've been there uh, that long. Uh, one, of the, one of the OGs, if you will. Uh, but if you're not connected with her there, if you haven't uh, connected with her in other places on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's, it's basically the same handle both places, but there is, uh, there is one little uh, difference. On Instagram, the handle is running underscore bereaved, running underscore bereaved. And uh, on Twitter, it's just, there's no underscore, but it's the same, the same two words, running bereaved uh, on Twitter, all one jumbled word together. You can connect with her uh, in both places. Obviously, see her around on Facebook and, and whatnot as well. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 874 is the link for today's show notes, which I'll get you back to, to uh, you know, the, the Cliff's Notes version, uh, photos, and of course, links will be there as well. Dizruns.com slash 874. So, uh, Sharon, I, I know that uh, you know that this question is coming because you've, you've, uh, you've heard an episode or two in your day, uh, but uh, I'm curious to find out what is your favorite distance to race and why? Um. So for for a long time, I would have said the half marathon um, because the half marathon is challenging enough to be, um, you know, you you have to train a little bit, um, but it's, you know, you can do it and then get on with your day. Um, But I think now that I've done a few full marathons, I would say I think the the marathon. Um, I enjoy the challenge of training. um, And it's, you know, it, I get a real feeling of accomplishment when I'm finished. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I feel like kind of my same, uh, not necessarily my same, uh, trajectory, but, but the same thing. Like I, I, I do definitely enjoy the half marathon, but there's, you know, and it's just something for me that's, that's the, the marathon is just, it's, it's obviously it's twice as far. Sometimes I feel like it's maybe three or four times as far when you're actually get out there and, and are pushing it right. for, for 26.2. Um, but it's, it's a great, great distance. And obviously every distance is, you know, there's, there's struggles and there's challenges and there's levels of accomplishment that you feel. Um, but yeah, like for me, I, I agree with you. There's nothing, nothing quite like crossing that marathon finish line the first time, the fifth time, the 10th time, like however many times you do it. Like for me, every one of them is still, still a little bit special when, uh, when you see that finish banner up there and you're like, all right, just, just got to get, get across the line and I can finally stop running after a few hours of being out here. Right. Yeah. And I'm definitely not fast. <laughs> Well, again, fast is all relative. I don't even class myself as fast either, but, uh, but still, whether it's, whether again, you know, just like anything, right. Whether it takes you two and a half hours or five hours or, you know, something outside of those bounds and, or somewhere in the middle, Mm -hmm. um, if you're getting out there and pushing it, I mean, that's, that's a long way to push yourself. A lot of time to question your sanity of why you decided to do this. And, uh, a lot of relief when you get across the finish line and you can, you can stop for a little bit now and, you know, maybe kick your feet up, have something to drink, have a little something to eat and, and just kind of breathe without having to feel like you have to keep going yeah. anymore. Right. So, uh, how'd you get started in running, Sharon? Is this something that's been uh, a long time part of your life or something fairly recently ish or, or where'd you get started in the sport? Um, I got started about seven years ago um, when my boys and I actually had signed up for a 5K. Um, and long story short, my boys ended up not running it, and I decided to go run it anyway. So I um, downloaded a little app. It was a similar, it's a couch to 5K type um, program. And I, you know, finished in about 45 minutes, walked a lot of it, but I had a great time and I said, oh, I could do these. 
these races are kind of fun. So I, um, I kind of um, stopped running for a while and then picked it back up again, and I haven't stopped since. So, gotcha. Um, it's, so it's, I've been, you know, sort of moving from 5Ks to 10Ks mm-hmm. to half marathons, and now I've done a few marathons. And Gotcha. And, and the, the, the possibilities continue to, uh, to be out there. Obviously, you know, again, talked about this before with other folks several times it's like you know do you want to keep going do you want to find a spot and stick there for a while do you want to go all right well maybe this distance is far enough let me let me back it up to the the previous distance and and one of the beauties of our of our sport is is there's so many great options out there that you can choose from depending on how you're feeling what life is like at the moment uh so many other factors that you know kind of shift our focus from one race to another race distance to another uh various times along the way yeah did you, uh, Definitely. you know, you said that you obviously enjoyed that, that first race and kind of kept going with it. Uh, I, I know that, uh, or at least I feel like I, I need to be careful with the saying, you know, these, these definitive statements. I know this, I know that I feel like, um, for, for a lot of folks, it's kind of one or two camps. It's either that, that first time you, you start getting into it and it's like, yes, I love this. Or there's, there's the, my camp where it's like, oh, this is not great, but I'm going to keep doing it because of, you know, whatever reason, health benefits or something to do, or I need exercise or whatever. And then eventually it starts to become more of an acquired taste. Sounds like you were pretty much into it right away though, unless I missed something. Well, yeah, I was because it was just, I was really nervous going into my first one because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so slow. Everybody's going to be, you know, I'm going to be the last one. I'm going to be the only one walking. And, you know, when I get there, I realized that it's just a whole bunch of people out there to have fun, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's cheering for everybody. And it was just a real, um, great experience. Um, you know, I felt like I had a lot of support. I could right. support everybody else. And it's it's nice so to it was see more of the experience than the right the actual you know running. Right, and I'm I'm sure that it's nice to to see or, or kind of maybe made you feel more comfortable. Uh, whatever, when you see that, like you said, like you thought you were going to be the only one that might be walking, you might be the the last person or whatever, and you get out there and you realize that it's not the case. That there's there's plenty of people that are, you know all different, different paces, different, different levels of experience, um, different shapes, sizes, colors, like the whole, the whole gamut is out there. And all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it becomes like less, much less intimidating when you realize that it's not all, you know, a bunch of the, uh, you know, to really kind of stereotype, but it's not all a bunch of Kenyans and, and Ethiopians like you might see on TV. Like, like there's, there's everybody's there and you know, it's, 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 as we all know, once you've been in the running community, it's very welcoming to new people. Come out and join us. It's not, it's not as scary as it might seem. Yeah. And well, and you know, the funny thing was when I, when I did my first one, I, I went, you know, cause my boys were all signed up mm-hmm. to run it. So there were four bibs. So I said, well, I might as well get everybody's and get, bring them all home, all the t-shirts. So when I went to pin, pin my bib on, what I didn't realize was I was, <laughs> I was using one of my son's bib. Mm-hmm. So when I went to look at the results, it you was did, you didn't even run the race, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was running with my son's bib on, which was kind of funny. I didn't realize. So and, lesson learned. Yeah, but you know, I t- talk about one of those things that that you know, looking back on it, it's it's you know, you have a laugh about it and like, oh gosh, I didn't know. But we all, we've all been there, right? Like we've all we've all not known yeah. what to expect. Um, and, and I can see how if you picked up a handful of bibs at once, like you wouldn't like, 
one's as good as another, right? Like what's like who like you wouldn't necessarily right. know that they're that they're all connected. So uh, yeah, one of those one of those things that you learn and go, oh yeah, I guess it does make sense that you know they each have a different number. Probably each one is coordinated to a, an individual person. So next time, make right. sure you wear your 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 bib so that you actually get credit for finishing the race and not your son who was right. at home in bed the whole time. Right. <laughs> so you, you, did you climb the ladder fairly steadily? Uh, you know, like like you get into the first the first five k. Did you stick at the five k distance, kind of the local local running scene for a while, or did you did you have that uh, that initial kind of push to see like can I can I go farther? Or when when did you kind of how did it play out after that first race? I- yeah, I started, so after I ran my first race, I kind of, um, I kind of just stopped it for a while. Um, that was in September. And then I guess around the next January, I, um, said, you know, I'm really, I really think I want to start this up again. So I signed up for a couple of 5Ks. So I ran some 5Ks for a while and then I decided to see if maybe I could run a 10K and it gradually worked my way up. Um, and I ended up running a half marathon. I believe it was the next spring. So I ran a couple of half marathons that year and just kind of stuck with that distance for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually I decided to sign up for my first marathon. Um, I had a personal trainer one Christmas. My husband had given me a, um, personal trainer for Christmas, Mm. (laughs) which was nice. So she was able to help me, you know, with, um, with some strength training and with some fueling and training plan and things like that. So that was helpful. Gotcha. Was it, uh, as, as you climbed the ladder into the different distances, were there, were there any, um, major setbacks or, or, uh, you know, it's obviously there's always going to be some learning that goes when you start pushing yourself a little bit farther yeah. and, and that type of thing. But, um, was it, was it fairly smooth sailing or, or how did, how did the, the progression over the course of, you know, a couple, a couple few years kind of go for you? Um, you know, it, it was a pretty smooth, smooth progression. Um, the one th- the challenge was, um, fueling, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was running half marathons, I had to kind of tweak that and figure that out. Um, just what worked best. Um, and then when I ran my first full marathon, I decided to try the Galloway method Mm -hmm. just, um, so that worked and, you know, I had to figure out how to tweak that, like how much running, how much walking. Um, and you know, the first one, I mean, it was pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have my fueling down. Um, I felt pretty sick to my stomach by the end, just from so many gels. Right, right. <laughs> so, so then the next time uh, I ran a marathon, I decided to try the tailwind. So oh. I kind of experimented with that, and that's work been working pretty well. I when I'm running a long distance race or a long run, I'll use that. Yeah. Um, well, and that's and that's you know I I, I feel like I sometimes I'm. I'm the the record on repeat around here but it's like that's that's the nature of of our sport i feel like is it's it's constantly experimenting it's constantly tweaking it's it's trying some different things yeah. and you know how many times has everybody heard me harp on the idea of one size fits all and how how fluky that is but but at the same time there's there's a lot of good general advice i like to think that sometimes i'm giving out some good general advice but then it's it's up to each person to take some of that and tweak it a little bit. So, you know, you, 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 mm-hmm. you, you try the Galloway method, which is, which is a great way to, to build the endurance and, and get you through some races. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not like there's, 
there's just a one size, like these are the proper intervals, right? Like, like you can tweak it and you can adjust it and you can have real short yeah. intervals. You can have really long intervals. You can have a long run and a short walk. You can have it vice versa. Um, but it's all about finding the right, the right mix for you. And, uh, sadly, I, I think sadly, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not sad, maybe regrettably that takes some trial and error and there's, there's got to have some rough patches along the way where you feel a little bit sick to your stomach because you've been sucking down all the, all the, the, the gels and the goos and the, the sugary treats. And then you realize, all right, we, we need to back off that a little bit, adjust a little bit, find something else that works. But as long as you keep trying and are willing to keep trying, uh, you, you start to figure things out and, and then you find out what works for you. And then it becomes a, a game of, do I keep trying something different? Even though I know this thing works, but maybe there's something that works better or do I just stick with right. what I know and not, uh, not roll the dice the next time I go out there. Right. Right. So, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a, a fun transition. What was your, your first marathon? My first marathon was the Richmond marathon. Okay. Um, great first marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I was just, just curious. Cause I know you know you're in Virginia, um, which, which means that to me, everything's a mountain in Virginia, uh, compared to being in Florida. Uh, so I just can't, can't imagine there being a good, a good first marathon in Virginia, but, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. If it's, right. if it's a uh, flat ish right. for what you've got. Uh, it, it must be, uh, and I've heard good things about, you know, for, for Richmond, I've definitely heard a lot of good things about it. Just haven't, uh, haven't made it up there to run it yet, but one of these days, hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. And this, and this part of Virginia, um, it's more rolling. There's not okay. as many mountains. Um, but it is very hilly. Um, and Richmond, Richmond is pretty hilly. It's not, you know, it's not Blue Ridge. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, there's some, there's some decent hills there. Um, of course, and when, when you, you know, out toward the coast, I'd like to run some in Virginia beach. Cause that's flat. That's flat. flat. That's, that's Florida yeah. flat and Virginia beach. Not, uh, not, right. not, uh, the rest of Virginia. <laughs> I haven't flat. done any over there yet, but, uh, one of these days I will. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, one thing that, that I knew before we even kind of got going, uh, today and, uh, you know, topic that's probably not the easiest topic to talk about, but you, you kind of, it's part of your story, right? Is that, uh, um, uh, a few years ago, uh, you lost your husband to, uh, uh, to cancer, to colorectal cancer. Um, and, and you know, I don't, we don't need to spend a lot of time on here, but I know it's going to kind of pivot into some of the stuff that, that you've done more recently with, with running. Um, but I'm just curious, you know, how did, how, how did running, um, I don't want to say help in that situation, but you know, help you with, with the grieving process and, and, or was that a time when you took a break from running to focus more on your kids and your family and, and like, like during, during yeah. Ray's, Ray's battle and, and his passing, um, you know, what was, what was running's role in your life at, at that time frame? Well, at that time running was really the only, that was the one thing I knew how to do, mm. you know, there were a lot of things that I didn't know. Right. Like I had no idea that it would affect me. His death would affect me so much and so hard. And I just, you know, you know, I had anxiety that I, you know, never had before. Um, I just, I, I just was crawling out of my skin. Um, but running was the one thing I knew how to do. Um, and I, I, you know, I didn't run a lot. During during the first you know few months, um, I actually I was starting a new teaching job um, right around the same time. So that that was um, that was actually a good a nice distraction. But I was very very busy with that. Right. Um, so it took me a while to kind of get back into a running routine. But that was the but running was the one thing that just 
Um, you know, I could, I could go out, I could run, kind of collect my thoughts. Um, for a long time, I had to have something in my ear when I was running. Mm-hmm. I had to have music or something to listen to unless I was running with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did do a lot of running with other people, you know, and, you know, as you know, as you know when you're running with somebody, a lot of times you talk about anything and everything, right. you know. So that was a really, um, I was very thankful to have running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, for for a lot of folks that have experiencing hard times, whatever it is, whether it's a loss of a loved one, whether it's it's I mean, right now with the pandemic and kind of all the uncertainty, I mean, and and yeah. you know, just just pick your your situation. That's a that's a rough time um, for runners, especially. It seems like running is just such a, a a stabilizing force. Like you said, it's the thing you know. It's it's yeah. something that that is there, and you know, you, you mm-hmm. get the shoes on and you get out the door and. All the all the stuff that you're dealing with is is still there, but you you can choose to kind of process it. You can choose to kind of get away from it for twenty, thirty minutes, an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just such a, a a nice thing to kind of lean on, like a, a little rudder for the ship. Sometimes to just kind of keep keep things moving. Um, and and you know, obviously, uh, not obviously because I've experienced, but I would I would imagine you know losing losing a spouse, losing a partner. Um, I mean you know, not a whole lot of things would be kind of worse on my list than, than the idea of something like that happening. Um, but you know, as it, you know, after it happened, I know you, you've, you've run at least one race, maybe, maybe a couple, I'm not sure here, uh, but at least one race, uh, for the, the colorectal cancer alliance So raising some money, uh, raising some funds and awareness to, to kind of help fight, uh, a certain, you know, the type of cancer that, that your husband had. What was, what was that experience like for you a couple of years after his passing to then run a run, run at least the one race, the, the rock and roll Savannah, uh, last year in 2019, uh, yeah. the full marathon for that, for that organization and, and, you know, in, in honor of, of your late husband. It was it was a, an amazing experience. Um, I had a lot of um, support um, from you know friends and family, from people in the Diz Runs tribe. Mm-hmm. I was really thankful to get a lot of support from that. Um, and th- during the race itself, um, I had you know I was wearing a shirt, a Colorectal Cancer Reliance uh, shirt. Um, and I got a lot of comments just, oh, thank you for running for that cause. You know, um, people who had um, been through that experience, people who knew people who had been, who had cancer. So it was really, it was really neat. So I even, even got some support during the race and I PR'd that race, which awesome. was great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my marathon PR. It there was not go. fast. It was 542. If it was but a hey, PR, then it was fast for you. That's, that's, that's the P part, right? That's the personal part. So it's everything else is Yeah, it was just a real amazing. And I ran with a friend of mine, my friend Pearl, um, who she ran it. We ran almost the whole thing together. She slowed down for me. um, And so she um, stuck with me through most of the race, um, which was great. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. When, when it came to the, the fundraising part, you, you, you've heard me talk to folks that have run for charities enough that, you know, I'm probably going to have to ask the, the fundraising type of questions because uh, as I've said several times, that was the thing that held me back from doing the charity running uh, event for the longest time was, was doing the fundraising part. Um, how did, how did you find that part of the experience? Was it, uh, I mean, I don't know that it's always ever going to be easy, especially, you know, on one hand, you could say that it's probably a little bit easier to get donations because of your personal connection, but also probably harder for you 
to have to constantly be reliving that and telling the story. Um, but just in general of, of the, the fundraising for, for doing a, a charity running event, uh, what was, what was that, uh, experience like for you? Well, fundraising is not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who go out and raise thousands and thousands of dollars for their cause. They, you know, put on all kinds of events and things. That's just not me. Right. So I, you know, I just, I put it out there um, on social media, talk to my friends and family about it. Um, and I just, I kind of kept it low key. Um but everybody was very supportive and really wanted to, to um, really wanted to donate people I didn't even know. Um, and of course, my, you know, my family um, talked to people and I got some donations that way. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I'm right there with you. Like I, I'd rather keep things a little bit low key and not, uh, not, not be crazy right. about it, but it's, you know, it's, it's uh, inspiring maybe is the right word. Uh, just the, the amount of generosity that people have and, and the willingness yeah, to, to kick in $5, $10, whatever it is. And, and mm-hmm. how, when, when you get enough people doing that, like it adds up and it, it can be a, a substantial amount and you can feel, feel pretty, uh, pretty accomplished that, Hey, like, you know, I, I contributed yeah. to this a little bit. I, I helped out and uh, hopefully it helps, you know, helps save a life or helps with, with figuring out a, a cure uh, that saves a bunch of lives. And it's, it's worth being a little bit uncomfortable with asking for some donations once in a while. Right. Right. So uh, another thing that I know uh, has happened a little bit recently, and, and I'd be curious to dive into this a little bit more, is uh, kind of switching to a bit of a plant plant based diet. What uh, you know for from uh, somebody who I, you know, kind of make a joke that I'm a carnivore, but it's certainly a, a, a an omnivore. Uh, I, I like my <laughs> I like my my animal products here and there and everywhere, but I try certainly recognize the value of of eating plenty of of veggies and fruits and greens and things like that. Um, but what what kind of you know, was the, uh, the catalyst to, to maybe making a, at least thinking about making a switch and then ultimately making a switch to a much more plant-based diet than what you, I'm assuming you had kind of the standard diet before that. Uh, but what was, what was it that made you think about making that switch? Well, I've always been interested in nutrition. Um, it's always been fascinating to me, um, what the things we put in our body do, inside our, of our body. Um, and of course I was like you for years and years, you know, I, I ate lots of meat. Um, and I started to, after my husband got sick, I started to do a lot of research and listen to a lot of, um, nutrition podcasts and things like that and read books. And I learned that, um, a lot of the foods that we eat that say we think are good for us are not as good for us as we think they are, you know? Um, and I see a lot of people who are, um, not healthy. And I think there's no reason there's, there's no reason for people to be as sick for Mm -hmm. us to be as sick as we are. We are one of the sickest societies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book called the blue zones. Yes. Um, I think I've watched a documentary yeah. or something on it. I, I know enough about right, it. Certainly. Right. 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 So there was a book called the blue zones that I read that really made me think about what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's by Dan Buettner. Um, and there are, I think there are seven, um, places where, People are, you know, they're, they live the longest, they're the healthiest, they're the happiest. 
And um, one of the common denominators in um, in all those blue zones is they eat mostly or primarily plant-based diet. Um, I, you know, there might be a little bit of meat, right. um, but it's mostly plant-based. So um, I just decided, and I oh, and I watched a documentary called Forks Over Knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and another documentary called What the Health. Mm-hmm. And those two um, documentaries just, they blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Just the amount of information and the amount of um, um, just what happens when you eat right. meat, what happens right. when you eat dairy, what, ha- you know, how does it ha- and I'm just really inspired by people who have turned their health around, mm-hmm. who have, you know, they've had type 2 diabetes, they've been overweight, they've had heart disease, and they change their diet, they stop eating meat and dairy, and their type 2 diabetes goes away, mm-hmm. their... Um, you know, weight comes off, their heart disease goes away. So um, it's really inspiring. So I want to be able to, and I don't want my family to go through what we went through. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. losing my husband and, and going through his sickness, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. And I really want to minimize... Um, I want to I want to postpone that as long as I can. Right. You know, I want to be as healthy as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can. That's the main reason. Gotcha. Gotcha. For myself and for my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to run and and right. run races for a long time for many years and enjoy life. Right. You know, I see so many people in declining health, um, and I want to stay as healthy as I can. Yeah, I think that uh, that's one of those things that, that all of us want, right? Like, like we want we want to be around to to see the kids grow up and, and to see the grandkids yeah. and see the grandkids grow up and and uh, you know and, and yeah. not only just to be around, but like they talk about in the blue zones as well, and, and like you mentioned as well, but to to be alive, you know, to to be living on your right. own still and being able to travel and to go see and do things and play with the, the grandkids and, and all those types of things and not be, you know, unable to get down on the floor and can't get back up and things like right. that. Um, when, right. when you, when you were making the switch in the, in the last year or so, was it, was it a challenge? Was it, cause it, it, the lead into that question or kind of the, 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 my side of that story is I've tried it before, you know, I've, I'll try it for a month and kind of see how it goes. I, I used to do this, this thing every month where I would try some different thing. Sometimes it was taking something away. Sometimes it was doing something that was, you know, more, more productive or, or, you know, adding something, you know, quote unquote good to the mix. Um, sometimes those things stuck. Sometimes it was like, as soon as the month got over, like I couldn't, couldn't get, uh, get back to, to the old habits, uh, quickly enough. Um, and when I tried going, going, I just went vegetarian and go completely plant-based, but, but you know, no meat for a month. It was fine. Like I felt fine, but it was, for me, it was always like something was missing. And maybe that's just kind of the old, the old meat and potatoes, Midwest upbringing that, that, you know, I grew up with where, uh, you know, if, if there wasn't some type of, of meat on the plate, like it kind of felt like the plate wasn't, wasn't there or it wasn't, wasn't full. Like it wasn't satisfying. Um, but 
again, all that to, to say, did you have struggles or was it, you know, kind of your, your why clear enough that like, no, this is not a, not a factor at all. We're going plant-based and not really looking back. Well, I think, um, I had a pretty strong why. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, th- there's never really been any temptation to go back. Um, the one thing that was challenging was that, um, like what you were saying, it, it's hard to be satisfied, you know, if there's no meat on the plate or whatever, because, you know, meat is very filling. Right. So I, you know, had to learn how much to eat, mm-hmm. you know, I pretty much have to eat more food. Right. How have you, you know, noticed or have you noticed, I'm sure you have, if it's been a year, like that you're going to notice, uh, changes in how you're feeling, you know, are you, are you feeling better, more energy? like, like what has been kind of the, the impact that you've been able to notice in the first, um, you know, year or so of being uh, plant-based? I definitely have more energy. Um, you know, I was pretty healthy before. Um, so it wasn't a, you know, a drastic change. Um, like for, it is for a lot of people, right. you know, cause there are, I know a lot other people who've done it and they've had dr- very drastic changes because they weren't healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already pretty healthy. Um, so it was, you know, it was a little bit of a, more of a gradual change, but I definitely feel, um, like I have more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I recover better from physical activity, like from marathons and mm-hmm. from, you know, just, you know, the soreness goes away much more quickly. Um, sure. yeah. So have you, you mentioned the, the recovery, but I'd love to dive more into the running side of, of, you know, if you've noticed any differences as far as, um, beyond just recovery, but like, you know, as far as, as, you know, I don't know. I'll just leave it wide open instead of trying to, to guess at what might be if there, if you've noticed any any impacts of being plant based and how, you know how how running has been for you in the last the last year or so. It's definitely improved my running. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have more running endurance. Um, when I ran Savannah, I had been plant based for several months, and I just felt really good for. Yeah most of that race right. you know i think you know of course you know by the time you get to yeah. mile you, you, you get you get five miles in and your feet are a little bit sore whether no matter right, what you're right, right. <laughs> right of course <laughs> you're gonna be tired you're gonna be you know you're gonna be like you know you might hit the wall um but i definitely felt like i um I had a lot more energy. I felt like when I finished the race, I could have gone farther if I wanted to. Um, and I probably could have run it faster if I wanted to. Um, I wasn't pushing it super hard. Um, but you know, I feel like, um, I could go farther and I think I'm, I think I'm getting a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really training for anything or really trying to get faster. So I think, you know, that's a little bit hard to um, measure, but um, it's definitely improved my running. Good, good. That's, I mean, that's, that's the name of the game, right? You, you, like we talked about earlier, you try different things, you experiment with it. How does it go? How do you, how do you continue to adapt and tweak? Uh, and if obviously if it's working for you, rock on and there's there's no shortage of folks that uh say a similar story so maybe it's something i should should try again going forward i don't know we'll we'll see we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it have you seen forks over knives i have yes the documentary you have okay yeah yeah Yeah. that was i I feel like back when i was kind of doing these monthly experiments like i was you know kind of one of the trips down uh you know 
like I'm going to do this. Well, let's let's watch all the documentaries and watch and you know, look at all the things and and um and, and like you like you said you know uh, several minutes ago um you know just kind of learning about nutrition has always kind of been a a, a pet project of mine. Uh, it's it's been a, a regular thing for probably the last gosh at least the last decade of just kind of you know reading different books and trying to look at what I've tried to do. Not always been perfect with it, but what I've tried to do is is really look at things from all angles of the spectrum. So reading some of the vegetarian stuff and, and the vegan stuff and the super plant-based stuff, Re- looking at some of the stuff that's more, um, mm-hmm. you know, more almost carnivore, paleo, whatever you want to call it, looking at some of the, the more just whole foods in general, but not worrying about one type of food, you know, like, but really looking at things from a bunch of different directives because, um, there's no question that nutrition is, is huge. It's huge for us as runners. It's huge for us just as being healthy. Like you said, healthy, uh, human beings and, and functional and, and alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that I'm always, always looking to, to learn more about and, and, you know, asking people their experiences because, you know, again, what a great way to learn is, is you ask people what they've experienced and, and you take a little something from it and think about it. Um, maybe one more kind of plant-based, uh, focused question, but what's, uh, what's been kind of your, your go-to or, or, uh, maybe not go-to, that's not right the way you're saying it, but like, um, you know, we all have kind of our comfort food things, right? And so, uh, when you, when you make a change, like, like, I, you know, one change that I've made that, that, you know, when I go, went back to my, you know, month of, of different, trying different things, it was go gluten-free for a month. And I thought I would hate it. I thought it would be terrible. Like I was, I was, you know, like I was a meat and potatoes guy. I was also a sandwich for lunch guy, like, you know, period, like give me, give me two slices of bread and put something in between it. And I'm going to be a, a happy camper. Um, but I really, you know, talk about noticing some, some changes, even just that short time of a month of cutting the, the gluten out things, you know, not that I'm going to say that I have celiac, some type of sensitivity maybe. Um, but, but getting rid of the, the processed grains has really been a, a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but there's certainly, you know, still miss a sandwich once in a while. I'm not going to, not going to pretend like I don't, um, no. are, are there things that, that you kind of miss that you used to eat before that you found not like. Yeah, and again, one of my pet peeves is when someone's like, "Oh, just eat, just eat this instead of that." It's the same. It tastes the same. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, like cauliflower rice does not taste the same as regular rice. It's a, it's a right. fine substitute. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I, I enjoy cauliflower rice, but don't tell me it's the same thing. Um, but all that to say, leading into the question, is there are there things that you found that that scratch that itch of maybe some comfort food type of of you know uh, of you know, food item that wouldn't fall into the, into the plant-based category, but like, Hey, I can, I can do this thing now. And it's, it's still pretty good for those that are maybe, you know, experimenting or thinking about it or wanting to, to maybe just incorporate more plants into their diet. Like here's a, here's a switch that Sharon made. Maybe I'll, I'll try this type of a, a recipe. If you, if you, if you understand the question that I'm trying to ask yeah. out of that jump okay, I mess. understand. I understand. So, so one of the things that I love to do, um, is to take frozen bananas. You just free, Peel the banana, wrap it up in saran wrap, throw it in the freezer. And you take it out, put it in a blender, and depending what kind of flavor ice cream you like, Mm. um, just a banana and a little bit of um, almond milk and some cocoa, mix it all up, boom, chocolate ice cream or chocolate milkshake, depending how much much uh, liquid you put in it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you can put whatever in you feel like strawberry ice cream, throw some strawberries in there. If you like vanilla, just put some vanilla in there, you know, and you're still going to get that little little bit of a banana taste, right. you know, and if you don't, you know, like bananas, then, you know, that might not work for you, but, um, there are plant-based ice creams, um, that are not as healthy as that, um, that are, most of them are coconut based you can buy. So, um, but I love a, a banana, nice cream. Mm-hmm. 
that's what they call it, nice cream. I, I, that that I actually sounds like it would be it would be good. Like I I I don't mean actually. Like that definitely sounds like it would be yeah. good. And 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 that's one of those where kind of like I said, I'm sure that you get some folks like, oh, it's just the same thing as ice cream. No, it's not. But it doesn't mean it's not going to be good, and it's not going to mean it's, it's not going to be refreshing. It's not the same, right. but it's yeah, it's not the same, but it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. And and so you're having a hankering for ice cream. Yeah, have it. that that'll usually satisfy that. You know, one of those those hot summer days when you wouldn't mind something cold and, and refreshing, which you know for us down mm-hmm. here in Florida lasts until at least at least Halloween, probably closer to Thanksgiving. Um, there you go, there you go. Well, we've got. We've got bananas in the freezer, so I will I will report back. There you uh, go. Trying one of these uh, <laughs> these nice creams at some point down the line. Um, you mentioned uh, kind of getting to to where we're maybe starting to wrap this thing up a little bit here, Sharon. But uh, you, you mentioned uh, you know at the end of of Savannah that you kind of felt like, hey, I feel pretty good. Like maybe I could go a little bit farther. Maybe I could go a little bit faster. And then uh, you know fast forward to to this summer, you went a little bit farther. Maybe not all in one shot. Uh, but uh, you decide to, to take the plunge <laughs> into to running, uh, you know, a marathon being 42 point whatever the, the metric folks that our Canadian friends and our European friends will, it was 42.2 K I think or 40.42.196 something like that. But let's call it 42.2. Uh, you decided to go a little bit farther than that. Go, uh, you know, a thousand kilometers for uh, the great virtual race across Tennessee. What was, uh, you know, I, I mean, I jumped into it, so I guess I'm, I'm as crazy or, or as whatever, whatever adjective you want to use as, as you are for that one. But what was, what was the uh, motivation for you to jump into a, a, you know, a four month long race, uh, race, if you will, um, running across the, the volunteer state? What, what uh, motivated you to, to, to do that, to take, undertake that for this summer as your, your project? Well, first of all, you're the one I heard, heard about it from. So, so it's my fault you're saying. <laughs> It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. No, I looked at it and I said, well, four months. And I, I had to kind of convert the mileage. I'm like, okay, that's 635 miles, four months. I'm doing the math. I'm like, well, that's about 150 miles a month. I'm like, that's, that's a lot, but that's doable. And it's enough of a challenge. So I, you know, I sat on it for a few days and um, just decided to jump in. I said, what the heck? Um, And I know a lot of people who did it. I mean, I have a lot of friends, you know, here at Fredericksburg. um, And I know a lot of the the people in the tribe have done it. Um, So I knew, of course, I know you were doing it. Yep. Yep. How, how did you How did you so, find it? Because I, I know I've talked to, to various folks, um, some of whom absolutely loved it, some of whom by the the end of it were just like, I can't wait for this this stupid thing to like. I'm going to finish it, but I can't wait to be finished. You know, and, and not have to <laughs> to feel like I have to get miles in tomorrow, and not that I have to go in and log log my miles every single day. Um, how did How did you find the actual kind of day to day grind of you know feeling like you had you know the average? If you, if you, you know, like you said, doing the math, it was five point like. 5.2 or something like that, 5.3 miles per day every day for, you know, whatever it ended up being 190 something days. You finished a little bit early, so you, you got ahead of the pace a little bit. Um, but, but how did you find that, that, was it a grind? Was it, was it fun? Like how, how was the, the day to day of it for you? I didn't feel like it was a grind. I think if I didn't have it, I would not have run as much as I did. Um, I would have found more excuses to not get out and run, right. to stay home to stay in my pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a really good motivation for me to, um, to get out and do my run. And I really enjoyed looking at the map yeah. 
yeah. just to kind of see where I where I was every day. I didn't look at it every single day. Um, I did at the very beginning for the first you know couple of weeks. I was looking at every day to see exactly where I was on the map and everything. After a while, you know, I would look at it every week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a real. Um, um, it was a real motivation for me to get out and having so many other people, you know, there was a Facebook right. group, um, and just knowing, you know, so many other people who were doing it. Um, and then when I was getting closer, closer to the finish, I, you know, I was looking at, at the map, of course I looked at the map and I knew where the finish was. I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun to, um, I, run the actual course right. and actually what I wanted to do was run on the course which I ended up not doing um, but I looked at the map and I saw that the Virginia Creeper Trail which runs from Abingdon to the North Carolina border um, in Virginia runs very close to the finish line that he had mapped out I mean it's, it's a road on some guy's farm right um, but I decided, you know what, I'm just going to have myself a little adventure, and I rented a little Airbnb over by White Top, Virginia, very close to the mm-hmm. finish of the the race, and I finished on the Virginia Creeper Trail, which was great, you know, and I was able to kind of wave, you know, at <laughs> the uh, finish line, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that was kind of, that was fun. That was a really neat new experience. I'm glad I did that. So. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. cool to to see some of the people's you know kind of the things that they've been able to do to, to celebrate the finish. I think that yours is probably the coolest one, being that you were you were right there, you know, like like you made it you made it happen, and you were, ran on the you know, like you said basically on on the course right at the right up to the the very end there. Um, and uh, and 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 yeah, I mean, you know, talking about the map, that was one of those cool things for me. For those that don't that aren't aware, so you know they they plot this course out that you you know start in in Arkansas, but basically across the across the Mississippi River from like Memphis, from the the far western point of the state of Tennessee, and we ran mostly back roads, a little bit of interstate, but mostly you know like the the plot of the map was across the back roads, and then you could use Google Street View as much as you wanted to kind of zoom in on exactly where you are today, um, and I didn't realize I didn't kind of grasp that i guess at first it took me uh, several weeks to kind of realize like oh wait a second and then i was the opposite of you i didn't do it at all at the beginning for like the first the first 100 or 150 miles and then after that pretty much every single day i would i would look at where am i in tennessee today and you know like like it was it was so cool to kind of see the the different parts of the country or the the, the state but also you know if you've never dabbled in google street view which i've never done a lot of it you know you might be like spring one day, and then when they recorded the next the next spot where you were a week later, right. it was like winter, and you're like, wait a second, what's going right. on? But it was kind of cool to just kind of see the different parts of the state versus when they recorded it as well. It was, it was a really neat little feature that uh, was kind of a bonus to me, but it was it made it a lot of fun. It did make it a lot of fun, and I, and as as you might know, I'm all into geocaching. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I would do sometimes is go look and see, oh, are there geocaches in here? If I was really running this, I could be finding, you know, this geocache or that geocache, or you know. Um, and I think the neat part about it was if if somebody wanted to run it, they could. Right. Right. You know, because it's actual roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you could you yeah. could make it happen if you you know, wanted to. Well, shoot, say if you wanted to dedicate the the better part of a summer to it. But a couple of those those uh, men and women that did it in what ten days, eleven days, something like that. The, oh, the crazy people, like I mean, you just you just have a week and a half to kill. You could just go run across the state of Tennessee. Like goodness gracious, that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, what was what was the? Uh, I, I don't know if this is a great question. Or not. We'll see. But but what was the the highlight of the great virtual race across Tennessee for you? Um, you know, just finishing it, doing it, the sights and sights along the way, running the trail. I mean, what was what was uh, you know kind of the thing that you're going to remember about the the summer of 2020 running the uh, the the great virtual race across Tennessee? Well, I guess since I just finished, um, I think the finish was mm-hmm. probably the highlight. Yeah. Um, you know, I was by myself, and right. but I knew I kind of I had I, I kind of knew there were so many other people who were running who had running running it. And I was so inspired by so many people's stories. Um, you know, who'd run it. There was a guy running it with, you know, uh, dislocated. He was in rehab and right. he was running around, you know, with COVID. He, he was running, he couldn't leave the facility. So he was running around like the, um, you know, just a really small right. little outdoor area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there were people who had to just like run, you know, a lot of it on the treadmill cause they couldn't leave their house. Um, people, and then people who, um, you know, they had their friends and family out to, you know, who at the finish and ran it with their dogs and ran it with their kids. So it was really neat. Yeah. Um, knowing there were so many other people doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, um, you know, one of those, one of those things that, uh, obviously don't wish this whole COVID situation on anybody, but one of the, the cool little things in the running world, at least that kind of came out of it, because I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that if, if, you know, 2020 was a year, just like any other, there, there would have been no virtual race across Tennessee. Um, well, that's it, right. it, it sure turned into a, a fun thing for a lot of folks to, to participate in this, this year. So, uh, as, as we're wrapping up, uh, Sharon, gotta, gotta, you know, can't let you off the hook without a philosophical question here. So, uh, so buckle up. Um, but, uh, I just be, be curious to you at at this point, you know, like you said about, about seven years, uh, plus or minus that that you've been running a couple of stops and starts along the way. But I think a lot of us can relate to that as well. Um, you know, if you, if you look back, uh, you know, can you, can you identify a way or two that maybe running has, has changed you, you know, the, the, the woman you are, the, the person you are, um, from where you were before running to, to where you are now and, and how that maybe the, that change or change, you know, a couple of changes, uh, kind of impact you, you know, in, in your daily life, you know, that, that maybe you, you never would have developed this trait or this habit, um, had you not started running. So, uh, I guess the, the philosophical question for today is, uh, how has, how has running changed you over, over your years of, of being involved in the sport? I think it's made me a much calmer person. Um, it's made me more patient. Um, it's made me, um, just more open-minded. Um, I've just, I've met so many people through running. Um, I've made so many new friends through running. So it's, you know, it's, it's really connected me with a lot of really special people. Um, so, um, it's just, you know, I, before running, if, you know, I was feeling stressed out, I would just blow up, you know, um, now I just, you know, I can go for a run. Um, I'm just, you know, I feel like, you know, and of course, um, with my husband being sick and losing him, that was really something that, you know, like I said, like I said before, it was just something that I could fall back on. So running is just something that, I can, I can do if I'm, I feel like I'm, I need a break or, um, 
Um, it's you know, it, it's it's just a it's a really um, it's a part of me. It's part mm-hmm. of who I am now. I think uh, a lot of folks nodding their head right there because that's, uh, I think, something that most all of us can relate to no matter what what the exact details are of our story. Um, I think we can we can all uh, be on board with that. So, uh, guys, if you want to you know, connect with Sharon, if you haven't done so already, at uh, running underscore bereaved on Instagram. Uh, maybe now that handle makes a little more sense now that you've heard uh, some of the details of the story. And on Twitter, at running bereaved, all, all one word, no underscore there. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 874 is the link. And of course, if you're, in the, if you're in the Facebook group, you'll see her around. She's, a, she's always posting and commenting and, and being a part of the group there as well. So you can uh, say hello there as well. So, uh, Sharon, thank you for, uh, for taking the time. Thanks for raising your hand when I was kind of, you know, this idea was coming into fruition and, and who wants to do it? And you, you jumped at the, uh, you put me on the list. Well, you got on the list and now you're on the show. So thank you for uh, taking the time this morning. Uh, and uh, congratulations on finishing uh, the race across Tennessee and uh, looking forward to continuing to stay in touch and see what, uh, what the future holds for you. But thank you for the time this morning and, and wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you very much. And all the best to you too. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sharon and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from the conversation du jour? What uh, what rattled around in your dome after listening to our our chat today? Um, for me, it was it was you know probably the the I don't know maybe not the major theme, but a big a big part of the conversation, a big part of the theme. Um, was was obviously you know Sharon's loss of her of her husband to uh, to colon cancer and and so where my takeaway comes from then is something that's popped up a few times over the years but uh, the the ability for running to be that that rock to be that stabilizing force when everything else in life seems like it's going uh, every which way which you know not for nothing kind of has been like that for for some parts of 2020 for a lot of us right and and running has been that thing. Running has been that thing, and, and uh, you know, as, as Sharon talked about, like it was, it was kind of her her time. It was her time to worry about herself, to take care of herself, to not feel like she had to take care of other people in her life and other things going on, going on at the same time that, that her husband had passed, and dealing with the grief and um, kind of working through that. And running could be that for her. And you know, I just I just think you know, all of us, right? Like we we have goals, we have ambitions, we have things that we want to achieve within the sport of running. But, but what a gift to have this, this thing that we can turn to when we need it, uh, for, for no more selfish gain, for no more worrying about PRs and PBs and new distances and fancy bling and and all of those types of things, which are great. They all have a time and a place. There's nothing wrong with, with aiming for those things. But when life just gets you, running can be that thing to help you keep, keep going, you know, to, to, to pardon the metaphor, but to keep putting one foot in front of the other, right? To keep taking it one day at a time and, and running can help you do that. Running can help you do that. So, you know, what, a, what a gift that we, that we enjoy running, that we have running in our lives, uh, in whatever form or fashion that, that running is part of your life. Um, I mean, you know, hopefully it's not something that we need very often. Hopefully, you know, the rough waters don't ever get too rough or rarely ever get so rough that we feel like we're upside down and we, and we really need that stabilizing force. But when we do, it's there. When we do, it's there. We can turn off all the other externalities of the sport and just focus on, you know, focus on our time and getting what we need in those, you know, two miles, eight miles, 20 miles, whatever it is, man, running is, running is good. Running is good to us y'all. And, uh, you know, I obviously 
feel for sharing. Can't, can't even begin to, to imagine what it's like to lose a partner and lose a spouse. Um, but I mean, better than a lot of other ways to kind of deal with, with some of that grief, right? Just go out and get some miles in, go out, cry, scream, laugh, reflect, whatever it takes. And, uh, man, what a gift, what a gift. So that's my takeaway. Anyway, long and short of it, that is my takeaway from today's episode. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, feel free to let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can send an email as well to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also pop over to the show notes for today, Dizruns.com slash 874, which is the link for uh, the show notes today. Like I said, which I, which I literally just said, uh, Dizruns.com slash 874. But we got the, the, you know, the Cliff's Notes version or the, the Ellen's Notes. I guess I should stop calling them Cliff's Notes because Cliff's not writing them. Ellen's writing them. Thank you, Ellen, for that, as always. Uh, but Ellen writing show notes, uh, making sure we got links, we got some photos, we got all those things taken care of there. And of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom of the page as well, disruns.com slash 874. Uh, let me know what you thought. Let me know your takeaways were from today's episode in that comment box on the show notes for today. Uh, once again, Tailwind is, uh, I, I say like the new affiliate partner, but gosh, like I said, like they've been around, I've been, I, I've been part of their orbit for a while now and just never really promoted it, which is shame on me. Um, but uh, now, is, now is the time, uh, if ever there was never a bad time, but now is a good time. Uh, to, to either try tailwind for the first time or you know when, when the when the bag in the in the cabinet gets empty or gets near and empty pop on over to disruns.com slash tailwind re, reorder your stash and uh, make sure that you're you're good to go uh, all day for whatever your next big you know training run race whatever it might be hopefully there's races coming soon who knows uh, but at least you know when you need to, need that fuel out on the run nothing better in my opinion for my my dollars worth than tailwind so check it out disruns.com slash tailwind and with that officially uh pull this one into the harbor shall we uh hope you enjoyed this one if you did hit that share button tell a friend about the show and until next time y'all please be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh we'll talk soon all right see you guys